in the reaches to the highest mountain and a flow to the lowest mountain the blood drank from day to day it will never lose its power and it reaches and it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows and it flows to the whole West Valley, the blood, the blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its life. Father, we bless you. still on the topic growing into maturity we are an altar of broken stone but you delight in the offering you have the heaven to call your own but you abide in the song we Is it important to grow? Is it important to grow when you become saved, when you become born again? Is it important to grow? So, if, 
Throughout the past week, we've been, if today is your first time, it's been a series from Sunday to Wednesday, from Sunday to Wednesday. So we are continuing. So this is a continuation of the message. I'm, I might not be able to do the full recap, but I'm sure you can catch us from where we are. Growing onto maturity in the Lord. After you give your life to Christ, after you get born again, it does not end there. There is a whole life when you get into the kingdom, when you enter the kingdom, there's a whole full life to be lived. A life where it begins a new journey. All right? When you get born again, that's not all there is. It begins a whole new journey of the formation of Christ in you. When you get born again, you come into Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. When you get born again, you come into Christ. But after you come into Christ, Christ is supposed to be formed in you. So it's a whole journey, all right? And throughout that journey, there are things that um, you take note of. There are things the Holy Spirit will teach you. So I began to talk about um, childhood. Now, before I, I go to today's message, I, will, I want to correct something. I want to correct something. You see, when you come to church, when you come to the house of God, um, there are certain things you need to be careful of. For example, I'm going to give you a very good example. For example, maybe we're in church, then pastor starts talking about it's not, you know, it's not consistent with maturity as a Christian for the Christian to be sick. All right. Then when we close the service, you now have a discussion with somebody and say that. So are you saying that if we have malaria, we should pray? I want to, I want to show you something. This topic I'm sharing. All right. When you talk about maturity in the spirit. It is very, very alike with maturity physically. So the way we explain it from how you are born a baby till when you grow, it's the same thing spiritually. It's actually the same thing, the same process that helps you to grow. Now, the difference here is when you get born again, what I'm, I'm doing through this message, teaching you this message, I'm not growing you overnight. What I'm showing you is like the, the, uh, the baby who starts walking. Why does the baby walk? Who can tell me why the baby is able to walk? Because the baby is able to observe other people walking. Am I right? So the baby looks at um, um, people walking. He thinks like, ah, if you are walking, I think I should also attempt to walk. So that's how it starts. Nobody teaches the baby and say, this is how we walk. No, the baby sees it. And you see, after a while, the baby begins to attempt it. Why? Because the older people around are a mirror of what the baby actually is supposed to be. In attempting to be that, he might fall a few times. Have we seen that before? No, if he falls, I want to say that I'm not standing up again. No, he's going to try it again till he gets to that place. So I'm not growing you overnight. I'm showing you what God's word says about you. It might not be your experience yet, but the, the, the bottom line is you are supposed to follow God's word till it becomes your experience. So it's not, you know, like for example, you know, through this message, I've said some very, very hard things. Like, it, it, it's, it's inconsistent for you to say I'm depressed. It's inconsistent. I'm not saying you might not feel it. For some of us, we don't feel it. I don't know how it feels like to be depressed. 
And it has nothing to do with whether I'm having challenges or not. When I have challenges, count it all joy. That's what I look at. Count it all joy. So I start doing naming ceremony, joy one, joy two, joy three. You understand? For some other person, because he is a baby, he might have to, you know, um, cry a little, weep a little, stay there a little, be sorry for a little, then come to church, hear a message, and say, after I heard your message, I began to feel okay. Alright? The person is growing. The person is growing. And sometimes, I, even though I talk about the fact that it's inconsistent for a Christian to be sick, it's inconsistent for a Christian to be this, inconsistent for a Christian to be that, then we go for programs and you see me praying for the sick. It doesn't look like a contradiction. It looks like a contradiction because I don't expect you to be sick. So why do I pray for the sick? Because I know we are not all at the same level. And God anoints men of God. God anoints us to, to bring you God's word at your level. As you keep growing, you will not need anybody to pray for you when you're sick. That is the word of God. Because he says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Not they shall look for deliverance. In my name, he said, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Jesus didn't even talk about the possibility of the Christian getting sick and being healed. It's not, it was not even in the communication. So it might, for example, I remember one of the leaders told me one time, when I told her, uh, shared the testimony of how I, uh, I got, I, uh, in 2017, I got a cancer and I, I listened. I didn't tell anybody. The only pe- people who knew that I had been diagnosed with a cancer was me and the doctor. When I came home, I didn't tell anybody because I knew what they would do. I knew they were going to say sorry. I knew they were going to pull me down. I knew they were going to make me think I have it. You see, faith is not denial of the facts. Faith is not denial of the fact. So people get sick and say, I'm not sick. No, no, no. You are denying the fact. So what's faith then? Faith is denying the facts power over you. So yes, I feel the headache. But I will not bring myself to say I have a headache. Or I am sick. I can't have it. I, it cannot be my possession. I can't have a headache. You see, you're, you're so trained with, with human language that, you know, it's so difficult for you to switch when God wants you to start switching. Now think about God and how God speaks. Bible says that God, alright, calls things which be not as though they were. So when God sees something that is not, He's not going to call it, uh, you know, He's not going to discuss the darkness. In Genesis chapter 1, he's not going to discuss the darkness. The, the, the God said, let there be light and there was light. So God was addressing solutions, solutions, solutions. So when you get born again, it's like a baby. God starts raising you. Every now and then, when we're growing up in the faith, we find ourselves saying some of those wrong things. When we said, we remember that, no, we are not supposed to talk like that. Because we are doing a whole renewal of mind. Renewal of mind. Because you have probably spent 20 years saying you are broke. You're going to stop saying it overnight. Are you getting it? I, I, did you understand that? So when you catch yourself, that's why sometimes you need friends who will help you. When you catch yourself saying, hey, today I'm broke. Oh. When you catch yourself saying it, say, no, 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 I refuse to be broke. <laughs> I, I, I was telling one of you, one, one, uh, uh, one of these days, I, I, I was in a conversation with some friends about the, the Ken C 2020. You are, tap, you are tapping it, eh? So I was talking about the Kensi, and while, while I was on the 
I was, it was a voice note I was sending. And they were talking about how the lady was also, is also from a good home and all that. And I said, oh, that's how it is. So rich people, they marry. I actually said, uh, those rich people, they marry themselves. Ah, when I sent that voice note, I said, no, that's wrong. And I said, no, we rich people, we marry ourselves. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? cannot say, listen, I cannot say that I'm broke. So if they are the rich people, who am I? <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know what God said? He said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. He said, even as thy soul prosper. That means in God's economy of prosperity, it is the prosperity of your soul first before your prosperity. What's the of your soul? Prosperity of your soul is the prosperity of your mind. So God will do a lot of work on your mind first before he gives you money. One of the leaders his mom came to see me and we we're having a discussion and I said, listen, Bible says that they limited God in the wilderness. They limited God. I'll show you that scripture. They, I mean, human beings could limit God. That means God couldn't go above a certain level. Because the human beings set a boundary for him. Is that possible? Look at it. Psalm 78. I seen it. Verse 41. Can we read it together? Psalm 78, verse 41. One to go. Mm. No, look at look into your Bible. Is it not amazing? He says, Yay! They turned back and tempted God and said, and limited the Holy One of Israel. They limited God. They caged God. When I was talking with the, with the, with the leader's mother, while we're sitting down, I started talking to them about, about, about certain things you need to, you know, intentionally do to yourself. Now, I'm not talking to you about magic that if I say, all right, I did this, immediately you go and do it, you see what I'm seeing. No, I'm not talking about magic. It's a whole soul structure that you need to, you know, you need to break down. Some of you need to break down your soul structure and build new soul structure. Hmm. I told the person, I said, where I came from, the family I was born in, nobody goes to sleep in a hotel. We'll sleep in a house. When we talk about big hotels, moving P, Kempinski, we, we have no business. There, there's no way. There, why are we going? There's no, there's no room. You understand? It's not, it's not part. One time, one of them, but I said, let's go to this place. Hey, you know, so when I was going up, I didn't know I was doing the right thing. You know what I did? I made, I made up my mind that in that house, in that house, I will find myself going to some of these big places before they thought it was pride. I went, I went, I thought it was pride. You know what I did? Sometimes I would just go and sit there. Order for one bottle of Coke. They will add granite. I will send the waiter. What I, I was practicing my future. 
What was I doing? I was building a, new, a, a whole new soul structure because where I was coming from, we have to work on it. You know what? When I started finding myself going to some of these places, I noticed that when God started lifting me, it is places like that that he started taking me to. And even if I travel outside the country and I go anywhere else, I found myself, people take me to those places because, you see, by seeing those things, it was forming a soul structure for me. Because the boundary of your vision is the extent of your blessing. What you don't want, you don't watch. When you watch it for long, you will become it. I'm telling you, it's a spiritual rule. It's a spiritual law. When you watch it for long, you're going to become it. Listen, listen, this, this is, when I noticed that God wants to make me a man of God, when I noticed that, I decided that I was going to be a great man of God. And because of that, I took videos, pictures of great men of God. And that is what I will always be watching. Listen, as I kept looking at it, as I kept watching it, something was jumping from it inside me. I know what I'm saying. As I kept looking at it, as I kept watching you see, some of you, 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 you see, and you are surprised that every time it's horror movie you're watching. <laughs> no, you are laughing, but it's the truth. So me, I like adventure. Hey. You know what the Bible says? You know, some of you are playing with it. Some of you are playing with what I'm saying. The Bible says, give no place to the devil. The devil is just looking for one opportunity. That means, that means small space. The devil, if you give the devil small space, he'll come there. Small, say, give no place. If you give him small space, he will enter there. So, you, you, <laughs> so, you, you, you're watching something that can impact fear into you. Now, you were okay. Everything was fine with you. After watching the movie, you are batting and you can't close your eyes for long. Listen, there are some of you who say, Oh, it's just a movie. Do you know how many people have been demonized by those movies? Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah. I said, what you don't want, you don't do what? I'm talking to somebody here. And you see, you know what carnality will do? Canality will make you walk out of here first two days. You are not watching any next time. Hey, Charlie, let's watch it like that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't joke with my spiritual life. I don't joke with my spiritual life. Someone asked me a question one day. He said, so do pastors, are pastors afraid when they watch horror movies? I said, I can't tell. I, go, I don't watch it. I don't want to watch it and see if we'll be afraid. I don't want. <laughs> one day. One day, I knew when the fear files had been disabled in me. One day, you know, I was hearing some noise while I was praying. Hearing some noise. How many of you know that prayer doesn't suck the devil? You should know that. I was talking to one lady and she was saying, you know, you know about this same growing to maturity. He says, you know, every time when a thing happens, you are telling us we should pray about it. I just I didn't say pray about it. When something happens, I've not said pray about it. You see, re, let's come out of the babyhood religious Christianity. I'm not saying pray about it. So, so what should we do? That is the question. That is the question. What should we do? 
That's a question. That's a question you're supposed to be asking. What should we do? I told about someone uh, who was having spiritual marriage. And she said she prayed for four hours. Immediately she slept off, the demon came. <laughs> Understand? So while she was praying, the demon said, okay, finish. <laughs> Maybe she was done. Like, ah, say, Mama, it's my time. It's not prayer. I have not said prayer. Oh, God. <laughs> so, when something comes against you, you face and say, Father, and you start speaking. Up. And when it doesn't work, you say that, eh, eh, no. Growing onto maturity. You see, it's growing onto maturity. We are leaving the babyhood stage. Most of you, you're, you're still in the area of, you know, when somebody says things like, ah, those of you pray six hours, what I told you, tell God. Then you know the person is a baby. You know why? Because the function of prayer is not just to communicate with God. That's not why we pray. <laughs> if you are still asking, eh, just know that you are at the first level. Because Jesus Christ said three things. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. So the first level is asking. That's for babies. When you start growing, you start seeking. I mean, you start looking for the principles responsible for the answers. So it's not about asking God. You see, the Bible says, he that speaking in a known tongue edifies himself. Because you see, there is, a, there is a, an amount of charge that you need to charge to be able to um, conduct spiritual matter. Many of you, when God wants to speak with you, he cannot speak with you. Because you know, there are some of you, when God, any prophecy that comes to you is God says, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. You know why? Because if he talks beyond that, you won't catch it. If God talks beyond that, you won't get it. Seek to grow. So I've talked about the, the different, you know, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I explained this in the second service last week. But I, I want to bring it to you so you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, you might be at a babyhood stage, but I'm sharing this with you so that you know where you are supposed to be. You know, when you know where you're supposed to be, you start doubling up. Am I right? You start doubling and say, no, this is what I'm supposed to be. So anytime I have an experience that is different from the word of God, I don't say the word of God is wrong. No, I am wrong. I need to learn more. Because my experience does not invalidate the word of God. Listen. I heard a story of a, a South African pastor who carried all his church members to the sea. And they said they are going to walk on water. And they started walking and all of them drowned. They would drown. It's a good attempt that they would drown. You know why? You know why? Because, and Bible said, uh, I said, they, uh, they, according to the, 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 the reports, they were clapping and praying and dancing, you know, believing God to walk on the water. You would drown. You know why? <laughs> You know why? You know why? Hmm. Come, we have come up now, all right? You know why they're going to drown? Because the license that Peter had to walk on the water was what Jesus said, come. So Peter was not walking on water. Peter was walking on come. You didn't catch it. <laughs> 
When God talks, when Jesus speaks, I want to understand how God talks. When God says one thing, uh, the, the psalmist said, once has the Lord spoken, twice have I heard. That means, and Bible says, the word of God is like a, a two-edged sword. So, when God speaks, he doesn't say one thing. When God says one thing, he has said two. So, when Jesus said, Peter, come. He also said something which we did not hear, but he had said. If he said, Peter, come. He has also told water, carry Peter. It's just like when God tells you, start this business. He doesn't have to come again and say, I've given you the money. Start means the money is there. You see, that's why I don't jump in every business. Because when I hear from God, it's amazing. There are things God asked me to do that. You know, I the, the money physically is not there. But you see, prosperity is not measured by your bank account. It's measured by your heart account. Your prosperity is not, you see, you are not worth what you can count. You are worth what you can command. Build your faith. Build your faith. You don't prepare in the exam room. Build your faith. I said they would drown. Why would they drown? Because you see, when you want to undertake something of that nature, you will need light. It's not prayer. You will need light. The reason we pray, okay, is not just for God to do something. It means you are still a baby. Because when you start ascending in the spirit, you are now looking for light. When the light hits your soul, you will know. At that time, you are not trying to act your faith. At that time, you are not trying to act your faith. When the light, you say, how, how do you now contact the light? That's the problem. Because you see, <laughs> he said in the book of Proverbs, he said, for they are life to them that find it. Proverbs chapter 4. Verse 22. Can we read it together? One to go. All right, let's start from 21. One to go. He says, well, listen, for there are life to those who find it, not to those who read it. Many of you know, I, can, I cannot be sick. I'm the head, not the tail. You know it in your head. You have not found it. Do, do, do you know how I walk out of poverty for my life? This is how I walk out. Psalm 23 verse 1, that you have quoted from childhood. Eh? It just opened up. Light hits my heart. That was all. That, from that day, before I have a need, there's a supply. I am walking from 2011 that that scripture came to today. I have never lacked money. What was the scripture? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That was it. Light. When the light, you see, huh? I was praying. I was praying. I said, God, God, if I follow the finances of my family, I will amount to nothing. 
Oh, yes, I'm very frank about that. I said, God, if I follow what is going on here, all the visions I've been seeing of the things you do with me, they will never come to pass. Because I, I, I could see visions that I'm having program in National Theater. I could see visions. I'm having program. I'm having a crusade. At that time, I, I didn't even know that before you can use National Theater, you have to go and pay some money. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought, as the Lord has called me, they will talk to them and they will call me in my room. Come, come, come. So, I was, you know, and actually the day this scripture hit me was my birthday. Why? Because it was my birthday. No gift from anyone. Nobody called me. My parents didn't cook anything for me. Nothing. You know, and what I was doing that day was I was praying that God should give me money so that I will at least go and celebrate myself. Right? So I was praying. I was praying, 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 praying. And God said, this birthday, don't celebrate it. Stay in the room with me. So I was in the room. Praying and, and crying, praying and crying, praying and crying. And I started looking through the scriptures. As my spirit ascended, I look at that scripture. For the first time, that scripture came differently to me. Has it ever happened to you? No. Some of you need, you need, you need to give God time. You need to give God time. Some of you rush out, you know, when we say quiet time in the morning, you see, let me say something. You know, they said, um, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Alright? Did you hear that? Man shall not live. That means your spirit lives on what God says. Alright? So, we, we, we tend that to think that when you read your Bible in the morning, you have eaten for the day. You have not eaten. You are surprised. You have not eaten. Let me tell you why you have not eaten. Because he didn't say, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that is written. He said, every word that comes out of the mouth of God, it is as a result of what you are looking at that God will now speak. If that is what you eat. Okay, Holy Ghost, help me to bring it down. Help them to get understanding. Listen, listen, listen. What is written in the, in the Bible there, what is written in the Bible is not for you. You cannot eat it. Let me give you a physical example. When you go to the market and you buy yam, you have bought food, but you cannot eat it. What, listen, what you were eating that, you know, in that morning from the daily bread or from the rhapsody, what you were looking at on, on, in the morning, that thing you were looking at is not the food. That is, it is raw. It is a raw product. You cannot eat it. So what will you do? You will have to process it. Let me show you. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Are you there? Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'll start from verse 2. Let me use your Bible. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed, fed thee with manna. Which thou knowest not, 
Neither did thy fathers know that he might take, he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone, but by everywhere that's proceeded out of the mouth of God. Now, over here he's saying something. He's talking about manna being <laughs> the word that God speaks. Now, the question is, what was the nature of the manna? When we were raised up, we thought that the manna fell from heaven and the children of Israel started eating, right? Right? It's not so. It's not so. Then when the manna falls and they start eating, of course, then they start eating. It's not so. So that you understand what we are supposed to do with the word of God. The Bible says that when the manna falls, they will first gather it. Then they will beat it. Then they will grind it. Then they will bake it. It is when it comes out that they will now begin to eat it. Also explains when Jesus came as the manna. They first of all beat him. He died. It is when he came out that we now enjoy the master. They say that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So you need time in the morning with God. You need because you can't force God. (laughs) Speak, speak, Lord, speak, Lord, speak, Lord, speak, Lord, speak, Lord. No, you can't force God to speak. You can't force God to speak. You need to give God time because throughout scripture you realize that God talks like a boss. He, Jesus sees people say, you follow me. You follow me. I will make you follow me. I will make you. He's a boss. So you can't force him to speak. So when you don't pick your Bible and Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 7, God bless his holy word. Amen. You are going up. That is cassava that has not been processed. You can't do nothing with it. All right, all right, all right, all right. So you sit down with the food. I'm going practical now. Practical, practical, practical. When I take a scripture, I can be on it the whole day. One scripture. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Throughout the day, that scripture will be in my mind. The Lord is my shepherd. Then I start putting in the personal... Uh, First person, the Lord is pastor in not shepherd. My shepherd, I shall not want. Then you begin to muse over it. That's the beating process. You begin to think over it. You begin to think over it. You begin to think over it. Ha! Huh. When the doctors diagnosed me of, this, of, of, of the ailment, I said nobody knew about it. You know what I started doing? I took Psalm 91. No plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. I sat with it. I will look at the scripture. No plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. I put it on my phone wallpaper. I put it everywhere. No plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. I will feel the pain. But I said, no plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. And I'll be on it. And I'll be on it. And I'll be on it. I was telling you, I said, one of your leaders came to, to me once. I said, after she heard my testimony, she said she had a growth on her hand. And she was trying to do what I did. And so when she told me that she's trying, but the growth keeps getting bigger, I said, go to the hospital. You know why? That shows that you are not there yet. 
It's not like when I talk about the Christians not supposed to uh, be sick. I'm not trying to say that don't go to the hospital at all. Because we are all functioning at different levels. We all function at different levels. So, while they are giving you injection, you tell yourself, I'm not meant for this place. Yes, while they are giving you the injection. Yes. When they give it to you, you say, hey, this is the last time I'm coming here. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? They give you one injection, you say, this is the last time. And that time they take you there again, say, this is the very, 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 very last time. And never ever say that, I've said this thing, so it's not going. No, it's working, it's working, it's working, it's working. Spiritual growth, spiritual growth, spiritual growth, spiritual growth. You might, you might be at that level. Second Corinthians chapter three. Verse 18. But we all, but we all, you know, this is one of my best scriptures. That's why I can quote it off head. But we all, 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 with an open face, beholding, that's the key, beholding, beholding, that is seeing. Remember, I said what you don't want, you don't want. But we all, with an open face, beholding, oh God, oh, Mareka no Stradeshaha. Ah, hey, oh, when the people were bit by snakes, the cure, God said, let them put up a snake. All they had to do is to look. He said, when they look at that serpent, said they will be healed. When they should just look at the serpent, beholding, but we all with an open face, beholding us in a glass. Hey, he said, beholding us in a glass. The glass is the mirror. James said the mirror is the word of God. So he said, we all with an open face, looking at the word of God, we with an open face, beholding as in a glass, the mirror of the glory of God. Now, there's a mystery here. There's a mystery here. I wrote, I wrote a song uh, some years ago. Mirror, mirror on the wall. I look inside and I see you. You're telling me it's me. It's a mystery. That's, that's Second Corinthians chapter 3. Mirror, mirror on the wall. I look inside and I see you. You're telling me it's me. It's a mystery, cause I'm just like you. Just like you. But hold on. He says that, he says that, but we all, with an open face, beholding us in a mirror. Then he says that, when we behold in the mirror, we are supposed to see us. I mean, every normal mirror, when you look at, into it, you're supposed to see yourself. Otherwise, it's from some place I don't want to say. <laughs> It's from a certain place in Ghana. I've not said anything. Some people, why, why do you feel attacked? <laughs> that's just by the way, that's just by the way. So every, every region in Ghana, they have this. I'm telling you. I don't know why they stereotype some people. I've not said anything. Now, listen, let's go back again. Now, I said to every mirror, when you look at the mirror, you're supposed to see yourself. 
He said, when you look at the mirror, you're supposed to see yourself. But this time around, you don't see yourself. He said, we all with an open face, beholding, looking into the mirror. He says, what we see there is the glory of God. Mirror, mirror on the wall. I look inside and I see you. You're telling me it's me. It's a mystery. Now, hold on. Now, look at it. It says, mirror, mirror on the wall. It said, I look inside you. I, I look inside and I see you. But then, the mirror is talking to me. And the mirror is saying, it's not me, it's you. Oh, God. Am I talking to somebody here or you are lost? Now, he said, Mirror, mirror on the wall. I look inside and I see you. You're telling me it's me. It's a mystery. Now, hold on. He says, when you look inside the mirror, you're supposed to see you. But then you see a different version of you. Now, let me explain. It's like you look at yourself. All right? You look at yourself. You know how bad you can be? You know how wicked you can be? You know how broke you are? You know how sick you can get sometimes? But then you look inside the mirror and you look beaten and broken and depressed and never happy and sick and poor but when you look into the mirror you see yourself but you are happy you are joyful you are healthy you are strong you are the head and not the tail now you look into the mirror and the mirror is different so you look inside and say no that's not me then the one inside is saying it's you it's you it's you oh that explains the predicament of many Christians what they see themselves outside is different from what the word of God says about them. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor. That we through his poverty might become rich. But he looks at his life and his life is not going anywhere. But he looks into the mirror and the mirror says, Hey, you have everything. Hey, all things are yours. Hey, everything is good for you. Then a principle comes in. How do I now take myself? That's one of the things I have mastered in the word of God. How do I now take myself from my experience to his word? My experience is bad, but his word is good. How do I now take myself? He says, there's a principle there. But we all, with an open face, beholding. That's the first one. The Bible is just underlined beholding. But we all, with an open face, beholding as in a glass. Beholding in the mirror, beholding in the word of God. He says, beholding as a glass, said the glory of the Lord. He said, ah, changed. So the first one is beholding. The, uh, the first one is beholding. The second one underlined changed. How? Changed. He changed. He says changed. How is that change going to happen? He said, we are with an open face. Beholding us in the glass, the glory of the Lord. He said, I change into the same image. What same image? What we saw in the mirror. We are changed into what we saw in the mirror. 
What is in the mirror? What is in the mirror? What's in the mirror? That is what David was looking at when he was tending his father's sheep. That's what David was looking at. David was looking at the mirror. But the whole of Israel, the same promise that God gave them that they would defeat their enemies is the same promise that David was looking at. So the same power that David used to bring down Goliath, all of them had it. All of them had it because God told them in the book of Deuteronomy, he said they shall come against you in one way. He said, but they shall flee in seven other ways. That means there was a promise on their life that when they are circumcised, they are better than every other nation. That means they can meet and beat every nation. So when David came out, when he was with the sheep, he was looking at the mirror. How do I know? When you go into Psalm 119, you will hear the things David said about the mirror. He said, oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation day and night. Kai. David was the one who wrote in Psalm 1 verse 3. Blessed is the man that um, walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of the sinners, nor stand in the seat of the scoffer, but he's in the law of the Lord, and in the law, he meditates day and night. He said in the law, he said he meditates, that person meditates day and night. He doesn't meditate just once in a week. He meditates day and night. Let the thing, the, the word of God, let it be in your mind in the morning and the evening. Day and night. He meditates. He thinks about it. David said, oh, how I love thy law. He said, it is my meditation day and night. He said, thou through thy commandments. That means, thou through thy word. He said, has made me wiser than my teachers. He said, for they are ever with me. So when he looks into the mirror, David kept looking at the mirror. While he was standing his fathership, David was look, looking at the mirror. Then a day came. Goliath was talking nonsense. You will realize that David didn't just do, I'm a strong guy. From the way he started talking, you realize he has had some information. From the way David was talking, it was not like he was, he was doing, hey, I'll do it, I'll do it. No! Faith is not vim. You are, Bible says, faith coming by hearing. So you can see that David was coming from a place. David was coming from a place. When David came that day, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defiles the army of the Lord? When his brothers tried to stop him, he said, is there not a cause? He said, there's a reason for this fight. I wouldn't have fought this fight, but there's a reason for this fight. Is there not a cause? You know, when you're full of the word of God, anything that comes against you, you realize that you begin to prophesy. So when Goliath stood in front of him, David started talking. Oh my God. David started talking about the, the dead body of Goliath. Oh, the man is still standing. He said, I will give your cast. Oh. He said, I will give your carcass to the bed of the air. The guy is prophesying. The man is still standing. But he starts talking about his carcass. Ladies and gentlemen, when something comes against you, begin to talk about the end result. Not that, ah, this thing has been worrying me. And this time, he said, by the end of the day, we will see the, 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 the end of this matter. I'm not here to give you a motivational message that will make you feel cool. I want you to go and act the word of God. I want you to go and, go and act the word of God. It's not about hearing and jumping in church. Go and act the word of God. Go and look at the mirror. Go and look at the mirror again. Hear what God has said concerning you. He said, they that dwell in Zion shall not say I am sick. So when you hear it and something tries to attack somebody in your family, sometimes try, you say, no, in Zion we don't say I am sick. Then you begin to meditate on the word of God. You meditate on the word of God. You start thinking it. You start talking it. That's how you, you start. You start thinking it. That's the first, first part. 
then you start talking it. You start talking it. There's a realm of talking that is guiding you into the realm of shouting. You see, you don't start by shouting. That's why some people miss it. They just start, yay, I'm a victor. But you know that in your spirit, you have not yet finished cooking the, the food. So you start thinking it. When the thinking overflows in your head, you realize that you start talking it. Sometimes it can take one hour. Sometimes it can take days. Sometimes it will take days. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation day and night. Thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than my teachers. For they are ever, ever with me. I'm not here to give you a motivational message. I'm telling you what to do to be a victor. I'm telling you what to do to grow spiritually. Because when you grow, there are many things you are asking God for. You tell God, relax. Oh, you've not heard it? A great man of God, Archbishop Bessie Daosa, when witches said they were gathering in Nigeria, they were gathering in Nigeria to have a meeting. And one of the witches said, not even God can stop it. And he said, yes. Because I've told God to relax, I will handle it. Hey! No, this matter is, is, is on record. It's not like something that happened. In the, they did it on TV. Archbishop said, the head of the witches should come and they should both be on the set. He called and the witch took him and he sat down and the witch was saying, no, we are already going to have the meeting. Then he said, yeah, I've told God to, to relax. I'm going to handle it for him. So when the witch finished talking all his nonsense, he now picked the Bible. He said, it is written in the book of Exodus that suffer not a way to live. Are you ready to die? Yeah. It is on record in Nigeria that that meeting did not hold. It's on record. More than four books that that meeting did not hold. The witch said they will not do it again. Remember the testimony of the young lady who listened to the Super Sunday message. He said she went that day and said, when he said, some mad faith entered me. Then she said, devil, if you like, come this evening. Listen, on those days, she was even making fun of the demon. She, she texted me and said, sir, please, the guy didn't bring me Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> <laughs> He said the light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Listen, if there's an issue, you see, take the word of God like pills. When there's an issue, don't say, I, I prayed. And don't say, I, I said it. I said it. You said it once after saying you, you, your life is finished for three days. You just said it is well one day and you expect everything to change. I was joking. You sit down. You sit down. I, I look at the, 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 the situation to know how many messages to listen to. Because when you want to gain weight, you eat differently. <laughs> I said, when you want to gain weight, you eat differently. I look at the issue. The issue is big. When the issue is big, I can put myself on five messages a day. And it's not something that I'm doing and I'm pressing my phone. No, you don't mean business. Because you are too used to... Let me call pastor. You are too used to let me call this one. You are too used to it. So you think that is it. So he gave them apostles. Pastor. He said, for the perfecting of the saints. He didn't say he gave them for the praying of the saints. <laughs> you sit down. One message you listen to in the morning. 
You might not feel anything. Don't worry. You go again in the afternoon. You will not feel anything in the evening. You will not feel anything. Continue. Continue. Pastor Chris shared a dear testimony about when he was in school. He said one of his friends wanted to do law, but they gave him a different course. He said that he didn't know what to do. And the guy came to him crying. And at that time, he was not Pastor Chris. He was just Brother Chris. And he was just the head of a fellowship over there. Ah. He said when the guy came to him and guy was lamenting, lamenting, he gave him Kenneth Hagin's message. He said, go and listen to it. He said, listen to it for three days. He said, the guy locked himself in a room. He was listening to, it was about, uh, about, I think about 11 parts. One message, 11 parts. Now, he said he listened to that message, 11 parts of one message. One message, listen to for 11 parts. He said, what, listen to for the next three days. He said, on the third day, the guy just walked out of the room. He said, they cannot stop me. They cannot stop me. Listen. That kind of, 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 of lashing out, they cannot stop me. They cannot stop me. That kind of, it's, it's different from the religious shout. This one is coming from the depth of God's word. The devil cannot stand it. Because said the light shineth in darkness and the darkness complaineth not. When light shows up, darkness flees. It's not praise. When you pray, be, be conscious of what God will say because he said, the entrance of thy word giveth light. Don't just pray, Father, Father, give me money today. No! The entrance of thy word. That's why when you're coming from a, for a meeting like Numatica night, you will fast a day or two before. Why? So your spirit can open. You eat too much. So that your spirit can open. Your spirit can open. So you, when your spirit opens, everywhere that is coming is entering because he said, it is the entrance of thy word. He said, it giveth light. He said, when the guy came out and said, they cannot stop me, they cannot stop me. A week after, they gave him his course. Is it possible? Yes. I just said a testimony from Pastor Chris. There are testimonies in this church like that. A young lady came to see me. She wants to and I said, go and listen to the podcast. I said, listen to for message, every message day. I said, listen to all of them. All I said, listen to all. And she kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. You said you were listening to the podcast and listening and listening and listening. And your, your, your mother had not gotten a job for how many years? One year. She had not gotten a job for one year. When you were done with the messages, your father came to tell you that your mother has gotten a job. Because you see, you see. Listen, there's no prayer. No prayer. Because there's something that happens to you when the word of God is entering. When it's entering, sometimes you don't even know you are that fool. You know, you don't realize you are that fool. You realize it has entered when you stand out to speak. There's this authority that comes with the word. That's the point of faith. Listen. We're not going to take all the nonsense the devil has been doing in our family, we're not going to take it anymore. Are you listening? We're not going to take it anymore. We're going to sit down with the word of God. We're going to sit down with the word of God. If you are together in the same room, let messages be playing. Let it be playing. Let it be playing. Sometimes then you add one or two gospel music, then you go back to messages. Let it be playing. You are lying down because your spirit does not sleep. Be playing it. Your spirit does not sleep. How many of you, you have ever had this thing happening? There's something going on and it's actually in your dream. So your, your, your hearing faculties are even active in the spirit. 
Sando kabaradeshi. Leto kamande bahaya. Liko mande bashanda ha. Leka munda la masandi. Rata kamande baha. Yele bakala mando. Yele kande bashada. Yeprakonde baranasade. Leka munda la mande. Leo la masanda kataya. Yekalababa sandaba. I'm growing in the word of God. Leka mosia la mando. Leka manto kamashenebe. Yemakomunda balaba. Lemantolaba. The power of God is at work in my body. The power of God is at work in my life. Lemandabalamoseti. My body does not contract terminal disease. My body does not contract terminal disease. Ye lamando bashega. Ye kakonde baha. Ye krakeke. Yena songe de malonde, manto kalamanda, rakamante masea, yemala kashade, le kamonde de bose, le kolavashade, yerando kobose. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation day and night. Thou through thy commandment and made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. Le moramanda, ye karonjemondaba, rakamanda. The word is working in my life. The word of God is working in my life. Le kamonde ba, le mat. I enlarge my tensor. I enlarge my tensor. I'm expanding on every side. I'm expanding on every side. I see my future. It is a beautiful future. Wrought by the word of God. Sabala mama mande, sabala mama mande, labala moshede, bola mama mande, bala makamonde, ye kamonde balaba, ye kamonde balaba, rata kabaye, rata kabaye, rapa talonde, shamolomo, 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 rapa baba.